Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. So uh, yesterday I was walking in town. Royal Mail van went past. Uh, and it's got uh, stamps on the side of it, like uh, advertising stamps. All right, so, so not stuck on the side. No, no, no. Forged from fire and ice. And like, it's that, the they, Game of Thrones. It's the Game of Thrones stamps. ones, right? So, and I was just thinking, I'm thinking, well, that's water. If you, <laughs> if you put the two together, like even for, you don't forge anything. Yeah, and I, if I you put know. ice in fire, what you got? You've either got an out fire and a block of ice, an out fire and a load of water, or steam. Yeah. I mean, or you've I've, just got a puddle around some fire. Also, I've tasted the back of a stamp and there's something in there other than water. Yeah, but it's just, that's not how you make weapons. You don't make weapons, ooh, let's, let's get a lot of ice and forge it in some fire. Because what you're doing is you're melting ice in fire. You I can't mean, make a weapon at forging ice in fire. I know you're a very literal person, but like, I'm just nonsense. wondering if they're maybe talking in some sort of, some sort of like metaphorical sense. Those stamps were not forged in ice and fire. Spirit. Not the stamps. The I stamps mean, were I not mean, forged in ice and fire. The characters forged in ice and fire stamps. The characters portrayed on the stamps. Yeah, but this is Royal Mail, isn't it? They're advertising stamps. <laughs> That's what they sell. You do have difficulty day to day, don't you? Yeah. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, we're nearly we're nearly out of these damned 50s. I know, right? Which so, is, so close. Because there's such a density of cartoons in the 50s. I think there's like nearly 300 cartoons yeah, in the it's, 50s. It's a lot. I think like, I mean, things do start to taper off in the 60s yeah i did just look it up though not as quickly as i'd have liked no there's, there's about 150 in the 60s yeah but then after that there's fuck all yes yeah, like, yeah. It, it does but that's that's why we're getting all of these like ones where it's like yes this i remember this one from a kid like like this this is an absolute classic it's because well, the ones we watched back when i was a kid they were all from like the 40s 50s yeah yeah they're the, I, they're the iconic ones yeah the 40s and 50s sort of ones and like what's nice is that does mean if we carry on at the same pace we currently are like yeah. doing like five or six cartoons an episode this will be the last season of uh the space jam continuum at least as we know it because we'll wow. get to space jam by the end of what would be our season four bloody hell we're gonna do about four four more episodes in the 50s yeah just through 1959 here and then i think about 25 in the 60s yeah and then there's nothing. There's like there's yeah, like yeah. literally like seven and, cartoons. Yeah, there's like an episode worth of cartoons to watch. So, wow. I mean, we're not going to make it in time for Space Jam two, but you know, who knows? It's, it's almost as if we, if we hadn't taken a massive hiatus, we might yeah. have just about got it. Yeah, in. yeah, we might have managed it. Yeah, but you know, oh, well. unprecedented times. Uh, it's unprecedented. They're, unprecedented. They're, they're only once recently precedented times. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what happened last week then? Uh, I know we ended on the Goofy Gophers. We, we had did. a big time um, situation uh, in that we think Bugs and Elmer went way back in time to to nullify the efficacy of guns yes. throughout the entire future of the universe. I yep. presume due to, you know, maybe some hideous future war 
or something along those lines that they just go there's a there's one surefire way to make sure this doesn't happen don't have guns and just whiff guns early on yeah and, and, and they did. every conceivable point after that i presume they had to keep going back in time to like again pushing back judgment day sort of yes, situation yeah, yeah. to whiff guns again a bit later yeah or at least change pres- them to, change them to the point where they do work but not in a lethal fashion yeah but we, we, we're pretty set on the fact that there's been a lot of, uh, not necessarily space jams, but like equivalent events yes. that yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been pushing back. And this seems to be the latest one. I presume there was some incredibly racially insensitive stuff uh, at certain points in them going back for yeah. to fix gunpowder. Because uh, I, I, I really don't feel the Chinese have been very well represented in these Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies no, cartoons. No, no. Um, and a uh, yeah, big part of the gunpowder thing, the Chinese. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm glad. If, I'm glad they didn't show us that. They just if, showed us the. If really only they back could go back one. and fix some of the really, really horrible if dark only. things. But we've seen them now. Yeah, but they're fixed points in time. But we know that the portal, like, shows us what we need to see. Yeah. To get to the conclusions we need to reach. Yes. As 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 the human race. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, unfortunately, they're not listening. Uh, no, no, they're not. <laughs> One in particular is not listening, LeBron James. Oh, well, no, but we assume he did. We I mean, I, he must have listened to some of it. I'm hoping he did, but yeah. only only Space Jam 2 will tell. And that's not very far off either. It's not, no. Um, but yeah, that was the big thing from last week. We uh, had a bit more of a look at the Falcon Leghorn Barnyard Dog time loop as well. Yep. Um, and we, we saw a free granny. We saw a free granny get taken, get taken by a Tweety, enthralled yeah. by yeah. a Tweety, which is the first time we've seen that. We knew it happened. Yeah, this is the first time we've seen it, and like that, that was a big tick for us. Yeah, yeah massively. You know, we, it's, a, it's always it's always a major tick where we've we've taken something as fact for a long time, <laughs> regardless of having any well, evidence any at evidence all. Whatsoever. We've just went. This is the way it has to work. Why? Because... And then you just get. A, big juicy bit of evidence and you're like there it is there we go told you yeah we were right after all whenever we say it's a big tick what we mean is told you (laughs) told you so but we found a different way of saying it it's a big tick isn't it big tick big old tick big tick uh so uh let's move on uh into the last couple of cartoons from 1958 uh we've got a wily coyote and roadrunner number called uh hip hip hurry which i presume is not going to uh not going to answer very much because no. I mean we we reached a sort of peak with the Wild Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons and uh, at this point have a reasonably solid idea about what's going on. Yes, um, but they never really seem to add much to the world. It's more when we see Wiley outside of that Running Man situation yeah. that tends to add a bit more to the world. Uh, and then we're going to move on into Cat Feud, which is Claude Cat, Mark Antony, and Pussyfoot. Uh, it's the last time we see them, though. It's the last time we see Mark Antony and Pussyfoot. Uh, which is a shame, because I think it's quite a sweet relationship that they have it going is, on. But it's also, we had a very dog-centric episode a couple of episodes ago. Yep. And, um, like, were intrigued by sort of the uh, dog catcher sort of presence. Yes. In those. And the last time we really had any solid theories about that was Mark Anthony episode as well. Yep. So uh be interesting to see what's going on there. So we're watching Hip Hip Hurry from December 6th, 1958 and Cat Feud from December 20th, 1958. So... That's not Mark Antony. 
No, not at all. But uh, it has led me to uh, some some theories. Okay. Um, but let's uh, first skip back to Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner. Now, normally we're trying to answer questions about Wile E. Coyote yeah. in these episodes. I don't really know why that's sort of become our focus. I think well, it's because Roadrunner seems pretty on. two-dimensional as a character. Yes, as a character, uh, I think that's true. But we've never really... We've, we've examined quite extensively the, the physics surrounding the antics of Wiley. Yeah. Not really thought much about the physics surrounding Roadrunner. No, because like, I think what, what first made me go, hello, what's all this about? Is As you, as you do, you exactly. become a sort of a cockney <laughs> bobby. Yeah, exactly. I got a hat out and everything. Um, is Roadrunner's speeding along the road and he is just like a dust cloud as he normally is when he's going really fast classic classic road run yeah and he heads towards uh a split in the road which goes three ways and then that dust cloud goes three distinct directions so he splits yeah do you think that's uh, like illusory or do you think he actually splits do you think it's that i don't know i mean like you know does does he travel so fast that he starts acting as a waveform as opposed to a particle form? I mean, it's possible. It is very possible. Uh, like because, we, I mean, because obviously if they're made of paint, they are just made of light waves, well, essentially. I mean, it's an interesting notion given that, um, like, I suddenly realised while watching it after that that we only ever see Roadrunner going super fast on roads, which makes sense. He's, He's called Roadrunner. Roadrunner. Yeah. But I was surprised we've never really drawn the parallel before between that and uh, early bugs before he got his yeah just mad bugs superpowers. He used to use the uh, rabbit tracks. Yes. Which yeah, is yeah. like where there are already rabbit tracks, you can go at a tremendous speed yeah. as a rabbit. And I figure <clears throat> maybe it's the same for Roadrunner on the roads. Yeah. And then I got to thinking, okay, so if that's how bugs got around quick yeah. beforehand... You remember, like, there was a swathe of episodes where he'd always pop out the ground and think he'd taken a wrong turn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he should have turned left at Albuquerque. Was there always, like, another Bugs who also took a wrong turn and then one Bugs somewhere that just went exactly where he's intending to go? Oh. Because they split at the sort of, like... That's interesting. experiment sort yeah, of situation. Yeah. It's and like the rabbit track split and... So did he. Yeah. So two bugs didn't, like, pop up where they're meant to be. But then when they're observed through the portal, it, the, it becomes one. fizzle out. It yeah. becomes... It becomes it, that's the one... So the when portal, Bugs observes himself... Self, that becomes the true... That becomes... Yeah, that, 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 that becomes the... So he... It's up to the portal to decide, because that gives him some mad powers. Well, what it does is let him try three different things. Yeah, and then observe and then the one that works. Retro... Yeah, retrospectively lock in the one that works yeah that's why bugs always seems to get it right and is always in the right place at the right time because he's actually in all places at all times yeah i don't know if it's all but he definitely gets to like based on based on where the rabbit tracks are yeah. like stuff from that early era it, it adds up to me that the the portal uh level bugs yeah. final form bugs yeah can pick and choose which Party takes like he, he's got his thumb in the page when it goes uh if you want to uh, yeah yeah, yeah choose your own adventures like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. point exactly 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, that, that, that does make a lot of sense. And it, it's interesting that it's taken us to watch uh, Roadrunner do that. And I mean, not saying that Roadrunner has those types of powers, um, but is Bugs the observer for Roadrunner as well? So Roadrunner does that, and then it's he goes in three directions because he does tend to pop up quite a lot of different places. I mean, the thing is, I think Roadrunner, after those splits, must fizzle out pretty quick because he's on the yeah. telly, right? Yes. So he get it gets observed. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like somebody... Because enough people, enough people are going to see whatever that is. Yeah. We don't really know how TV works within the Tooniverse because obviously, no. like, to us, like, the way we interact with them through the portal manifest as television or a cinema yes. screen yeah, yeah. here whereas within their universe like it's always been a bit hazy like stuff early on that we assumed was their sort of television yeah we later concluded was for our benefit yes um, as a, a, but but they must have cameramen like like this this uh sort of like truman show-esque sort yeah. of bubble must have cameras in it and stuff to show that to the tune public yeah. So, like, literally just the next bit of the show where you see you, 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 you've concluded at that point which of those three. So, for all intents and purposes, that is illusory to Roadrunner. It might yes. actually happen. Yes. But, you know, it is in that, it's in that quantum state for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Whereas Bugs, unless he comes back as the portal to show it to us, like, as long as he remains on the down low. Yeah. Like he can remain in that quantum state for potentially entire time which, lines. Which, do, which does explain dis- why he's able to travel so quickly and travel back in time. Yeah. Because he, he exists in that quantum state. Yeah, and also uh, there's a few times where we've thought he's really pushing it with uh, going back in time Yeah, uh, and interacting too closely with his former self. And we're like, oh, you're pushing it now, Future Bugs. But maybe that's not what was happening. Yeah. Maybe... It was just trying both options at once. Interesting. I didn't think we'd get much out of that, but... No. Here we are. I mean, we didn't get anything out of it really, well, much about Wiley Curtis or Roadrunner, but that's what that that's that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we're trying, 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 trying to tell the big, the intricate, the big picture. The intricate tartan yeah. of the universe. That's, that's, what, we're, that's what we're trying we're to weave painting here. with many brushes. Uh, Cat Feud, then. Well, that wasn't Mark Antony. No, Mark Antony is a, a, an eloquent, like thespian of a, yes. of a dog yeah um he doesn't work in a building site he lives in a nice like kind of country house uh claude cat that one claude cat i mean i mean that was the grinch yeah it looks a lot like the grinch but i i i, I can i can accept that more as a claude cat who's really let himself go than i can accept the bulldog as a mark anthony who's really yeah. let himself go because you um, didn't think Pussyfoot was Pussyfoot, but I was fairly certain I thought, Pussyfoot was black and white anyway. I, I thought Pussyfoot was just a white cat, but it did make me, uh, it did give me some thoughts on uh, that issue. Because uh, in terms of dimensions compared yeah. to, and I know like Pussyfoot's meant to be like a kitten and yes. it's meant to be a cat, but in terms of dimensions, Pussyfoot shares a lot uh, in common with Tweety. It's a very tiny body, very big head. And very blue eyes. Now, this, and I did check the toes, so this is not a Clone Watch... Clone Watch. No. ...situation. Um, but... So, we've got Tweeties. They'll enthrall grannies, right? Yeah. Now, is Tweety Prime 
branching out into maybe some other animals and enthralling some other people directly. Cut out the granny middleman in the Hector tweety I mean, com- combination situation. Is that very what Pussyfoot is? Very possibly, but I think what happens, because, I mean, like, I've just looked at a picture of Mark Antony there. Mark Antony is brown yeah, as well. Yeah, I thought so, Mark so, Antony was brown. Yeah. So, but Pussyfoot is black and white by the looks of it. So, like, that, that Pussyfoot we saw there was Pussyfoot, or at least one Pussyfoot. Mark Antony was not Mark Antony. But I think the reason this is the final appearance of is because if Tweedy is using Pussyfoots to like kind of enthrall dogs it makes them so uh docile yeah so that it's pointless because the, all they'll do is they will protect that pussyfoot but they won't do anything like i mean mark antony went from bit well mark antony air, yeah. air quotations there went from being like guard dog on this building site quite aggressive to just becoming this meek Nothing. Like, it, it's almost like he was giving drugs to the point of uselessness. Yes, but you say, like, it will only protect that pussyfoot and won't get anything done, like, as a, you know, like a like a soldier, I guess. Yeah. But most of this episode, pussyfoot wasn't in any real danger. Claude just wanted to nick a sausage from yeah. pussyfoot. And that was enough for... Uh, the bulldog to hit him with a girder fucking yeah um, so, so it's that, like it doesn't have to be in peril it's only not only protecting things there must be some well, the, level of whatever but, that pussyfoot is trying to achieve in this case wants that big sausage yeah like, but what but one thing is that if, if you end up with a sylvester like getting involved like sort of situation sylvester's not after little cats he's not he's not going to get involved with that with a pussyfoot he's after tweeties and that's what he's going to go after so i can't see why a uh a pussyfoot enthralled bulldog would actively go after say sylvester who was not trying to even get the food but from a pussyfoot yeah but a lot of this is like i like the words a pussyfoot now. a pussyfoot yeah, <laughs> a, a tweety a pussyfoot yeah it's happening. um because i like I'm, I'm all up for that being the idea but i think the reason this is the final appearance is because it's a failed experiment. Yeah, I think it they probably just work. go, do you know what? This is this isn't yeah. this isn't achieving anything. It yeah. works. Yeah, but but it doesn't work well enough. It doesn't we don't just get a dog that we can fully control. Yeah. And I think that because they've been trying to get that for a while because but we haven't we haven't actually seen a clone watch situation in a long time. No, like, but I think that's because it got closed down. Well, got closed down or they just weren't like genetically viable like yeah. like because they were they were hundreds yes, thousands yeah, yeah, of yeah. hectares at one point yeah there was and we haven't seen one in ages no. so i think they must just be quite short-lived so they were trying to find a different way to get dogs on site because they know that dogs are a natural yeah. enemy to cats because that's it like because a lot of the time like it seemed like hectares on tweety's side but i just think it the dog is anti-sylvester in yeah. those situations Although, not not pro tweety not, like, not like, like we have seen at points where um like Hector and Sylvester do kind of get along. Yeah. Um, uh, they were good buds for a yeah, while. Like, we, we just need to get to the point of seeing like uh, Hector actively being aggressive towards a Tweety. That then, you know, you can go, right, this is why Tweeties are trying to get these guys on side because one, it gets rid of an enemy and two, it gives them an ally. Yeah, but it's interesting to just think that like, Hector and Tweety have never really been allies. It's no. just uh, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah. sort of situation. Um, 
but yeah, I think that's the main sort of things I was looking at in that episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I think again, pretty juicy. Another a few like characters who we haven't really explored very much answering questions about characters who aren't even in the episode. Exactly, which is weird. always a good place to be. Yeah, it's like it's, it's ticking several like boxes. It's big ticks, big old ticks, big ticks. Uh, tell you what, tell you what time is. Go on then. Happy New Year! Woo! I wondered when the party popper was going to come in. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're in uh, 1959, nearly out of the 50s. I think we've Getting got there, ja- January 10th, more. 1959. Right, right, right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Who'd have, who'd have seen that coming? Yeah. We start the year exactly in the same way as we yeah. start it every single time. Uh, we are on the 10th of January. We're going to catch up with Bugs in uh, Batten Bunny from January 10th, 1959. And then uh, we've got some more cat and mouse uh, sort of situations going on. But they're not names I'd recognise. I don't know if... No. Clyde Mouse and Matilda Mouse and Kitten uh, in Mouse Placed Kitten from January 24th, Okay, I mean, I don't know how much time we're going to spend on those two. I don't know how you felt about the second one. Bat and Bunny was entertaining, but I just don't think it really gave me anything. I I, I came with two things for, well, I suppose three things. Uh, Bugs, like batcher crazy, like at points. Um, There didn't appear to be any humans or anybody playing the instruments at all. I think the instruments were playing themselves. So you think he's sentient, an, in, uh, an orchestra of sentient instruments. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and uh, the last one was Bugs. At one point, got out a pair of glasses, uh, and when he opened them up, put them on, he put them on upside down. And as soon as he began to read, the writing was upside down. So, if he'd put the glasses on the right way, I assume the the reading, the the writing would have been the correct way around. So, glasses enlarge and also uh, orientation of glasses. Glasses matter. themselves see. Yes. And then project what you need to see on the back yeah. of the glasses. But if your glasses are upside down or sideways, you're seeing it like that. Well, they, they were the only things I took away from that, really. And even then, it might just be Bugs' glasses. Very possibly. So you could have all kinds of reasons for having something like that. But, like, but, but he also didn't uh, feel the need to uh, turn them around. He just put them away. He, no, just went, I, he just went, I don't need that. These are broken. Ah, I'll put them away. And he did. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it gave us much in the cosmic sense. No. Uh, so let's uh, let's focus on Mouse Place Kitten. Uh, so this this opened with a van driving along and the van driver chucking a tied bag out of the window uh, and it rolled down the hill and knocked into a door in the side of a barn, which was a mouse's house door. Um, and they, well, Matilda opened the door and went, our, our prayers have been answered. It's a little bundle of joy, and it's like, oh, the stork's been. It's like, well, it wasn't a stork. It was a guy trying to drown a cat in a bag. Yeah, but I thought maybe it's a stork strike again, or maybe like what's the it, what's stork it, so, so you think they've just, just like DPD'd it? Yeah, but I reckon they're just, yeah, exactly. Like, it's a my situation. care a little bit more. Well, well they just chucking a tied know, maybe, bag out of the... Maybe it was just one, one time too many. Maybe the union's not up to it anymore, and like, they went, do you know what? Forget you then. We'll, we'll... No, no, but I mean, you think the drivers would care more? than just chucking a living creature in a bag out of a window. How much have you worked with couriers? <laughs> I mean, I've seen a lot of couriers. I've, I've seen I've, I've heard people say it. Um, 
Oh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would. I you don't think, think they would care. The living anymore. creature. Oh, then they give a solitary shit. I mean, talk, talk, talk about a way I of think they're creating paper- sentient, uh, like super sentient creatures, though, because that's a stressful moment. I think they're 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 paperboying it. Like right, they just okay, keep yeah. the van moving. They've well, got I mean, their they've got their list of addresses of people whose prayers need to be answered, yeah, and, they and they just chuck out the first bag. Right. Okay. Because like at the very end, like the same thing happened, and it, it was, was a skunk. skunk. Yeah. But I think that was solely for the joke of. He's a little stinker. Yeah. I think, yeah, to serve that one line. Yeah. We've seen this before, though. But um, what is interesting, so uh, what is delivered is a kitten, uh, yep. which they raise as their own, but ultimately, um, after a while, they realise that they can't provide for a cat. Yeah, uh, because they're, they're feeding it cheese, and it's like, the cat's like, mine cheese. But, so, so they leave the cat uh, to basically be picked up by some some humans yeah they take it up to the big house on the hill yeah but what's interesting to me is it's like um junior which is what they call the cat yeah is um like he's very receptive of that as a notion like it's not like he was abandoned no they left him somewhere and then when they show up on his birthday on his birthday like he's ecstatic to see him it's not like i was abandoned by my but I mean, I guess it's the sort of thing like, you know, he, he obviously realised that his parents were incapable of taking care of him in the way that he needed to yeah. be taken care of. So, you know, and they were just down the hill. Yeah. Not the pro- far away. The problem is that the people don't take kindly to the mice in the house. No, no. There's the leg woman. The leg woman. Uh, in, a ve- in a very Tom and Jerry style this time around. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like everything about it. And just the way she uh, would, like, well, any time... Um, Junior got sort of chucked into a room to deal with it or whatever. It was yeah. just very, very Tom and Jerry. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, I didn't have many questions. Again, just uh, another nice of little story. <clears throat> yeah, but, I mean, well, it was but, it was nice to see that cat and mice can get along uh, in that way. But I mean, it was because of a familiar attachment as opposed to yes, he but, likes mice. But what it does say to me is that um, the general cat versus mouse vibe mm. that we see isn't um rooted in instinct as much as it is in societal pressure yeah because if a cat is raised by mice like there there are certain things that it can't get rid of like you know the stuff it wants to eat and whatever yes but it has no inherent will to hunt or any of that that's that's all societal pressure yes yeah yeah. so so that was like kind of interesting but Mm. I don't think anything we hadn't already sort of assumed. No. Given just the number of uh, it was nice to mismatched watch. baby stork episodes yes. we've had. Yeah, like, yeah. We already knew that was the case. Although I suppose early on, we definitely had people whose like species was their job and things like that. So times have changed quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're, like, we're not seeing pelicans being used as cement mixes Cement mixes, anymore. yeah. That's, 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 God, I said cement in a weird way there, didn't I? Yeah, he did. It was kind of like real, paused for a little a bit real in the cement. Cement. <laughs> cement. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it's, it's always a shame when we, we get a pair where nothing really adds much um, cosmically. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's going to happen. I think when it does, I think it's just best to 
dive into something that's probably got some more juice behind it. So uh, I don't really want to dive into this next episode. Though. I don't want to dive into this <coughs> next episode. It's at times like this that I'm very glad we do two at a time because it gives us the option to glaze over one. But yeah. um, quite um, coincidentally, uh, earlier on, you know, I was saying about uh, some poor representation of yep, the some Chinese. racial insensitivity. Uh, due to liberal use of Chinese stereotypes, this is no longer shown on television. So... Uh, I'm really hoping this doesn't have too much uh, to say because I, I can't imagine I'm going to want to talk about it that much. Um, but uh, our first cartoon here is China Jones uh, from February 14th, 1959. And that's got Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Limey Louie and Dragon Lady. So I'm also expecting some poor representation of the British in this. Yeah. Not that we don't deserve it, but I'm just that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I mean, like I'm expecting Daffy's- some bad teeth. Yeah, but but Daffy's normally been a pretty um, a pretty solid one for us for not really venturing down this line too much. Like, well, I think but, because he's just a psychopath. Yeah, like, but we see Porky doing this quite a mm. lot. Or oh, we saw Porky the third the 30s, doing it quite a lot. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's China Jones from February fourteenth, nineteen fifty nine, and then uh, back where his powers all started by the sounds of it, watching Arabian Nights, uh, which is a Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, and Toro the Bull number from February twenty eighth, nineteen fifty nine. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay then, I mean, a bit more filler, really. That's, yeah, I mean, there's the there's a China Jones one, which you know, just not pleasant. It's not pleasant, it's not, but I mean, it's not it, as bad as I thought it was gonna be. No, I expected but, a lot worse. But the 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 kind of takeaways I I got from that is I know where Porky the Third is. Yeah, he's decided he's he's Chinese now. It was decided he was going to live in Hong Kong. Is, yeah, is what he's decided. And um, as you as you can expect, if you didn't watch the cartoon, it's not okay. No. No, no. Uh, Daffy, I think I should get away with it pretty well, right up until the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, but, but he's being least... Irish, though, for some reason. Although we've seen this sort of thing before with Porky and Daffy, where, yeah. like, you know, at some point in time or space, they're just, like, different, displaced into, some, like, some detective-y cop yeah, situation. which is pretty much what this is. But they seem quite separate in this, rather than like it's not like uh, Duck Dodgers or anything like that, where like yeah. they're they're the buddy cop sort of team. Yeah, that's that's not what this is at all. So what was the po- other one? There was another one that was sort of spacey, but he was like a hard boiled detective. There was another one. Like, yes, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he 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 was. I think it was earlier than Duck Dodgers, but after sort of like this yeah. era. But in this, he's China Jones. Yeah, and he's. I mean, is he a detective? He seems to be looking no, for No, I think somebody. he's just, like, yeah, but it's that sort of vibe, is my point. Yeah. It's like a, a, a noir film sort of vibe. Yes. Um, and he's looking for somebody. He goes to a guy called Limey Louie uh, for some hot tips. Yeah, but I don't think that was Limey, because Limey Louie seemed to be a bad guy who was yeah. just trying to kill Daffy. Yeah, but I got the impression that it was he knew that, but went there on the off chance because the only place he could get the information. Yeah. And then he, Limey Louie, masqueraded as uh, Limey Mrs. Limey Louie. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. You can help me out. And then obviously it's Limey Louie. But, In a wig. I don't know. It was reasonably inconsequential. It was, it was very racially insensitive. And yeah. 
Well, all it's really the, answered is where Porky the Third is. Yeah, that, that was the only thing I took away from that was I know where Porky the Third is now. He's yeah. in Hong Kong. Which, given his sort of uh, like crazy communist regime from before, like. Well, the thing is, is there, like, there, Hong Kong at this point would have been under British rule. It would, yes. But it wouldn't have been part of China. But, like, I. I don't get the I don't get the impression that like Porky the Third in his you know absolutely no. not okay Chinese uh, disguise is gonna hang around Hong Kong. He's probably no. gonna go to China. But I'd imagine so. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. It's just very strange. And then it followed up with Hair Arabian Nights, which I know, it was really bugging me all the way through because it like it centered around like it was a clip show essentially. essentially. Yeah. They centered around like a talent show that the Sultan was having. Yeah, it turned out to be Yosemite Sam in the end. But like we've seen that, we've had that setup. Yeah, I think yeah. exact setup. Before. Yes, we, we we've had that vibe. Although I think then it was done in um, some tents rather than a palace, if I remember correctly. I don't know. See, in my mind, it was the palace. Like everything about that felt mm. samey, like, like reused assets. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Like they do, they do tend to do that a lot. But this, what this for me really did confirm was because it was all about what well, Bugs got lost and found himself uh, in Arabia, um, and he was thrust on stage as a storyteller, and then he tells stories about other times he's been lost. Now I wondered if this was is the sort of start of him, and we've seen sort of similar things before but like if this sort of storyteller vibe and the fact that it will then like cut to those previous events yeah is the start of him manifesting portal powers very possible if he starts telling you what happened yeah you can see it yes yeah yeah you start to envisage it like open a a window yeah it's it's kind of like the thought bubble thing yeah but you can see that it's happening yeah, it's like he doesn't have to sort of like mind meld like no. a Vulcan. He just shows you in a sort of floating holographic window or yes. something. Yeah, yeah. But slowly over time, we know he's going to become that window. Yes, because it's the only thing he can become. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame. But that's the, that's a second uh, that's a second double in a row that I just I don't get very much from. No, no. Like I say, like there's. I mean, we know where Porky the Third is now, and we've had bugs actively confirming that he gets lost and it always tends to be he should have turned left at one of two places uh, albuquerque or des moines yeah or, so that seems uh, to be a place where he can where there is some sort of quantum split yeah i think so and i think the yeah the roadrunner situation sort of helped us in that regard yeah. um so and because we always had the idea of those rabbit tracks as like sort of like ley lines yes and crisscrossing in various places so we know that they at least cross at albuquerque and des moines yes bubs uh, bubs 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 are local (laughs) (laughs) the local from the pub no bugs uh says uh albuquerque a lot of the time yeah des moines yes yeah yeah um yeah so we know at least where two of those cruxes are yeah um but yeah after an initial like tick, strong tick, opening, tick, 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 yeah, fest, it's been a pretty inconsequential no, no, episode. No, no tick fest. But you know, we did get a little on on that uh, on the on the rabbit tracks situation, yep. which uh, is good. So it gives us a song at least. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, 
it's good to not be on this journey alone. Um, as ever, we're going to leave you with a song. Um, and because nothing really happened in this episode, <laughs> uh, we uh, settled on uh, a fork in the road because it was the only vaguely relevant uh, thing yeah. we could find. So uh, we'll leave you with uh, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Uh, mostly the Miracles in this one, to be honest. Uh, and we'll catch you next week for hopefully something that answers more, more questions. Bit more juicy. Bit more juice. Have a good one. Bye! One way